Can we lift up our hands to the Lord this morning? You're the God of our miracles. You're the God of our miracles. You're the miracle walking God. You're the miracle walking God. We worship you. We worship you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. He still does miracles. He still does things that make people to wonder. He still does things that only Him can do. He still does things that defy medical science. He still does things that, do, that, that defies the wisdom of man. And so we put our trust in him today because he will still do same in the place where he is called. And so we look to you. We look to him to him alone from whom all blessings flow to him alone who gives both to the rich and the poor oh to him alone who does not compromise his word and his stand oh we look to him and we are lightened face is bright with joy exceeding for in every generation he leaves himself a witness a witness of his power a witness of his glory a witness of his majesty a witness of his existence the self-existent one oh he does it oh by the way of miracles to prove that he is God and God alone. Hallelujah. And so we can expect him to do the same here today because his arms are always outstretched to do the biddings of his will in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, welcome someone in beside you this morning. Welcome your neighbor and welcome them to the camp meeting week, the outpour, the week of the outpour. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. We are expectant. Praise God. He is good to us. He is good to us. Today we are going to be... Uh, uh, looking at the healing power of God, placing a demand on the healing power of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to be placing a demand on it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, I, I, I want to sh share with us something that is familiar. And but something that Paul, using Paul's language, he says, for him to share it, it is not grievous. Amen. He said, he writes the same things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, that it is not grievous for him. It is actually safe for us. Praise God. So to, to keep hearing the same thing over and over again. And so, for faith cometh by hearing and hearing by God's word. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everyone here present and all those who are online watching us and participating in this service. Father, we pray that as your word goes forth, that you will do what you 
will to do in this place. Let faith rise in the hearts of men. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for healings. In the name of Jesus, you confirm your word, Lord, with signs and wonders following. In Jesus' name, we come against every demonic force. In the name of Jesus, that we want to stand against the word. You have no partner lot in this place. Your activities are brought to nothing. Your voices are silenced. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Mark in chapter 5, a case of three receivers and the healing power of God. A case of three receivers and the healing power of God. Okay. Mark chapter 5. No, sorry. Let's, let's look at the Luke's rendition. Luke's gospel chapter 7. Luke 7. We'll come back to Mark 5 later, but let's look at Luke chapter 7. Amen. In Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Okay, I'll read fast because it's a long read. So, let's follow. Said now, when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant, who was dear unto him, take note of that, said he was dear unto him. Okay? Was dear unto him. He was sick and ready to die. So, which means that this man had not only a walking relationship. Okay. He also had an emotional attachment towards this, this servant of his. He said he was dear to him. Glory to God. And when he had heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying, that he was worthy for whom he should do this. May men be able to speak about you like that in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. For he loveth our nation and he has built us a synagogue. Um, you won't see this, uh, uh, you won't see this in the Mark's account, in the Matthew's account. So Luke brings it up very clearly. The reason why they besought Jesus on his behalf. Then verse 6, Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter into my roof, under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto you, but say a word, and my servant will be healed. I am, for I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. And to my servants, do this, and he does. Uh, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great, so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that had been sick. Okay? Then let's go to chapter 8. Chapter 8. Because we said we are considering three cases. Okay? So let's read the stories from verse 40. Chapter 8 and verse 40. And it came to pass that when Jesus returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet, 
and besought him that he would come unto his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of them, of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garments. Okay, so here we are seeing the story of how many people now? Two people. And touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stanched. Right, stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied Peter, when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and sayest thou who touched me. And Jesus said, Somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue or power is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not heed, she came trembling. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people what cause she had touched him, for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. And while he yet spoke, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, as from Jairus' house, right? Saying unto him, Your daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not. Believe only, and she shall be made whole. When he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John and the father of the mother and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. They laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When was the last time you read long scripture like this? Amen. I hope it was yesterday. Praise the Lord. Okay, so... We, we are studying uh, a case of three different people that had healing encounters with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Three, three healing encounters with the Lord Jesus. And uh, it sets, I trust God, it will set the tone for us to... to to expect and to see whoever is sick in, here in this place to be ministered to and expect to be healed. Hallelujah. So that's essentially what we're doing this morning. The first thing we notice about the three of them is that they all heard about Jesus, that Jesus was a healer that Jesus had the ability to heal. Obviously, various testimonies must have filtered into their hearing at one point in time or the other. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us about this centurion that's ahead over a band of soldiers, a hundred soldiers. Okay, he was a Roman, he was not a Jew, he was, in their days, they would call him a Gentile, okay? They would call him the uncircumcised. They would call him all kinds of religious names. Amen. But the Bible says that this man, he had heard about Jesus, and he sent his friends to... Uh, to Jesus, to go appeal to Jesus. 
to go appeal to Jesus that Jesus should please do something about his favorite servant, the servant that was dear to him. Listen to me. When someone is dear to you, you'll, you'll be ready to do anything. Amen. When was the last time you prayed for somebody in Cambodia? That's even if you know the country called Cambodia. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? Because there is no what? Heart connection. There's no heart connection. Except the Lord now lays it on your heart. Oh, I want you to intercede for Cambodia for the next 30 days. Even at that, probably initially you might struggle. You might forget with Cambodia. Where is it in the, in the world? Is it in South America? Is it in South? Personally, I don't even know. Is in Asia. Okay. So we have great geographers here. So, so uh, if you don't, this man had a heart connection with this um, servant of his. You know, I wonder what that servant must have done to, 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 and dear him, it's good to be good. Amen. Anywhere you are, just um, if you're having to serve, serve. Let's just serve with the best of our abilities. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Serve with the best of your abilities. This servant was dying. And because of his records with his boss, who felt, man, I can't afford to lose this guy. Let me do everything possible. Yeah, I've heard of one, about one guy, one man, one prophet called Jesus. I wonder where he is. Please, you guys go and search for him, look for him. For me, I heard that he has entered into Capernaum. Go look for him. You know, and of course, he obviously must have been a good man because the Bible tells us that the Jews really liked him. You know, and they went to Jesus. Hey, this man, Jesus. You know you said, we know you said that you have not been sent only to, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But this one, he has a connection with us. <laughs> In fact, he built a synagogue for us. So, you know, so what a recommendation. May men be able to recommend us like that. Yeah. At at, especially at the most critical moments of our lives. Because critical moments come to everyone. There's no one that is immune to it. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Not that when people hear your case, they say, some will even be saying, yeah, he deserves it. Amen. So, he went to Jesus. They went to Jesus and uh, Jesus decided to go. Jesus decided to go. Jesus decided to go. You know, there's something that just strikes me here. I said, well, it's true, God does not look, find fault. He blesses lavishly. Praise the Lord. But men can look for reasons to bless you. They are men. The Jews didn't like the Romans. They didn't like the Romans. Because at the time, the Romans were dominating them. And the Messiah that they were looking for was the one that they felt would come and uh, you know, would be a political Messiah. Uh -huh. That was why they couldn't just understand Jesus. Jesus, can you? Call yourself Messiah. We know you now. Joseph the carpenter's son. 
We even know your mother. We know your brothers. We know, we know your history. We know where you are. How could you be born in a manger? <laughs> you know? So that's, they, they, they just couldn't get, they couldn't fathom it. You know? But Jesus, they knew, they saw that after, after, I mean, based on the various demonstrations of the ministry of Jesus, you know, they felt this, well, there was something special about this man. At least in this case, even if we don't like you, come and heal this guy. So, Jesus said that he was going to go. Hallelujah. Because uh, this man called for him uh, because he knew that Jesus could heal. The woman with the issue of blood, right? She also, the Bible says that when she heard about Jesus, you know, why will she say if I touch the helm of his garment? Why would she say so? Most likely she must have heard a testimony along those lines. Praise God. You know, you don't just cook up anything. Hallelujah. You know, you say, okay, you know what? To receive the healing of God, what me I'm going to do, I'm going to carry two buckets of water. I'm going to carry it from the beginning of Akimumi to the end of Akimumi. I'll do it seven times, and Jesus must heal me. You know, you, you can't just do that. Hallelujah. Except maybe you had someone do that, right? I said, okay, me too, I'll follow suit. So she must have heard. Because Jesus had healed people that way. Praise God. So she said, I'm going to do this. So she had heard about the ability of Jesus. Jairus, the same thing. The Bible called him the ruler of the synagogue. He was a Jew, obviously. He had heard about Jesus. Number two, they all believed that God's healing power comes through men. They all believed that God's healing power comes through men. Acts 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. And healing all those oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So they all knew that and believed that God's healing power resided in man. God is such a gracious God. God won't come down to heal except through man. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, when Jesus was going to send his disciples out, let's read it, verse 10. Look at what the Bible said. He gave them, he gave them, he said, when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits. He gave them power to cast them out. He gave them power to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And Jesus is the ex express image of God on earth. Jesus, you know, like I had Pastor Seku say one day, he said, he said, Jesus is the high definition of God. He said, ah, all the scientists. <laughs> high definition, HD. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, H, H, HD TV. Okay? High definition means uh, something that really, it will, it will not be blood. It's very, very clear. You know, high definition TVs are clearer than uh, those types that um, our fathers used to ha have, you know, when they would close, open and close TV. Praise God, sharper. So, so Jesus, the express image of the invisible God. And if he did, then it means that was the will of God. So it is the will of God to give men power. He said, behold, I give you power. So when men will receive healing, praise God, 
the power of healing will be transmitted through men. God won't send angels to heal. He will send men to heal. He said, behold, I give you power. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you want be endued with power from on high. Glory to God. Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. Okay, verse 15. He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. And in verse 18, they shall lay hands on the sick and they will what? What will happen to the sick? They will recover. Who will lay hands? Is it God? No. Is it Jesus that will come down and lay hands? No. It's man. Praise God. Praise God. So, Jesus, as a man on earth, these people believed that he carried the power of God. He believed that he carried the power of God and that the power of God that he carried was to heal man. Acts 19 in verse 11. The Bible also tells us about Paul. Praise God. That God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. And so, when we seek healing, praise God, we've got to believe in the power that of God that resides in men. That men are the transformers. When I say, or transmitters rather, uh, when I say men, I'm not just referring to the male man. I'm referring to the human beings, male and female. Praise the Lord. So, so human beings can be transmitters, are to be the transmitters of the power of God. Praise God. Okay? Another thing that we learn from these three cases is that God does not discriminate. God does not discriminate. God's power to save, if God's power to save is not discriminatory, then God's power to heal is also not discriminatory. Praise the Lord. Doesn't discriminate. Doesn't favor some people. Amen. If someone doesn't get healed, it's not because God is discriminating against the person. Why? Because God does not use sickness for anything. Sickness is evil. Praise the Lord. Sickness is not good. There is nothing good about sickness. Nothing good, nothing pleasant. It's not a good gift. God doesn't give sickness to humble anybody. Praise the Lord. God doesn't need sickness to humble anybody. Sickness can humble you, but God is not God that sent it to humble you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, when someone is feeling he's okay and he, and he knocks down and he knocks off, and uh, then we don't realize that, oh boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many times our minds don't catch up with our body. Someone asks me during the week, you know, that why is it that um, this person someone who's, this person is over 90, 90 years old. So, the person was not, why is that that person is not, uh, 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 person prays, I mean, believed God for healing and then for the, for the person's legs and um, something will go after a while, may come back. You know, why is it that it's not, so I now told, I said, I said, how old did you call this person? He said, the person is over 90. He said, the person is over 90. Hallelujah. I said, 
Don't you know that the Bible tells us that this body also what? Will degenerate. Amen. Divine healing does not mean that you are going to live in this body forever. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It doesn't mean that you are going, you know, you would think that, okay, if divine healing, then it means that I should live forever. No, you won't. Why? Because this body is subject to death. That's why the Bible says that we are going to inherit a new body. Amen. Aren't you glad about that? He calls it a frail one, subject to death. It's called a corruptible body. We are going to put on the incorruptible. It's called a mortal body because we are going to be clothed what? With an immortal body. Amen. Glory to God. When I was much younger, when I should think about, when I should think about it, the first thing I said I, I'm going to do, right, after I get my immortal body is to pass through a door. <laughs> like Jesus did. And see, how, did, how, how does he feel? <laughs> just, <laughs> praise God, just defies matter. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. If once I just, I just learned that uh, Sister Shade is cooking that her favorite food, and I just, I'll just, I'll just by the by the speed of thoughts appear in her kitchen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Sister Shade, serve me some. <laughs> Praise God, glorious body, A glorious one. That's why we are not afraid to, to die. For me to live is Christ. For me to die is what? Is gain. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. So, so the, the power of God. So I told him, I told, I told, I said, tell the madam that come. Is it that she doesn't want to die? She doesn't want at at over 90. Praise God. Well, if she says she wants to live up to 150. What am I doing here at 150? I don't want it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's get back to what we're saying. God does not discriminate. This woman with the issue of blood, she she the Bible says she had lost everything which means that she had substance before, you know, and for 12 years she had treated this thing, gone to every doctor that she could go to, and none of them could heal, could help her. She rather grew worse. Then uh, we see a powerful man, a centurion, a soldier. Then we see another powerful man, Jairus. So whether you are low or high, God does not discriminate. It doesn't. You know, Pastor Namdi was, and I were talking yesterday, he's around, you know, he, he was talking yesterday, he said, ah, he, he, he came straight from South Africa, he said, said ah, it's very easy to, to, make, to make money to merchandise the gospel, that all he just needs to do is, that, that, that some of the things that he found that they, they, that they, some of those, they do in some, well, I don't know, I've never seen them, so, you know, that, oh, they will, some will, they would have studied maybe like about 20 people's Facebook page, you know, studied it, they'll know, I mean, by the time they go into your Facebook page, they will know a number of things about you, you know, know your family, know your phone number, know, know several things, and then they would have, um, you know, package. So when the person comes, the person, you think the person is giving word of knowledge. <laughs> so, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, they would have announced that, oh, if you can, I mean, for if you want the, the man of God to lay hands on you, you know, uh, you can pay some amount of money so that a particular seat can be reserved for you. 
you know, you'll be in the front seat. And then, yeah, things like that. So I hear they happen. You know, but you know, your pastor does not go anywhere. It's just, <laughs> so, so, so they, they do things like that, and then they will lay hands on the people. And so, of course, he said, even miracle money is the easiest. By the time they know, I mean, just hits. So, your money, you see money in your account now. Some people somewhere will just go and just, <laughs> you know, hit your account of money. So, I mean, they distributed $100,000. Okay, let me just, let's just give them, okay, 500, 500. By the time you give 20 people $500 into their account, and you now call the person. Yes, who doesn't want miracle money? Oh, yeah, come, come and donate five thousand naira. <laughs> that made their money back. What kind of crazy things, you know? Uh, but we don't need. We have the power of God. We don't need to use gimmicks. I tell people, if God does not heal, it's none of my business. Praise God. I'm not afraid to lay hands on people. Praise God. He just said I should do that. Isn't it? So, who was his own business? His own business is to do what? Is to heal. What's my own business? My own business is to obey him and lay hands. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If nothing happens, who will be put to shame? Is it me? Mm. Not me. It's his name that he has to protect. Not my name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he doesn't discriminate. He doesn't discriminate. He said, look at Matthew chapter 10 that we read. He said that he gave them power, right, to heal all manners. Internal sickness, external sickness, sickness in the head, sickness in the toe. Even the person that just said that, I'm just feeling headache, you know, when a headache or it is cancer, praise God. Sickness is sickness. Either one is a symptom or the other, and the other is not a symptom. What do you call them? You know, uh, whether it is malignant or it is acute. I hope I'm correct. You know, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, said all manner. And you know, something that fascinates me also. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus gave them power. These guys were not born again. The power to save was not yet available. Why? Because Jesus hadn't died, he hadn't been buried, he hadn't resurrected. But they still were able to operate that way. And remember the story in Matthew, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, that man that uh, his four friends brought down um, from the roof when they couldn't find a place to enter, the guy that was paralyzed. And when Jesus saw their faith, Luke tells us that he told the man, what was the first thing he told the man? He said, Oga, your sins are forgiven you. Then you say, who is this man to forgive sins? And Jesus now said, tell me, which one is easier? To say to a man that you are well or to say to a man that you are forgiven? In other words, Jesus was trying to tell them he, said, he now said that to prove to you that the Son of Man has the power to forgive sins, I'm going to now do this one. Which means that the, the healing the man was lesser, took lesser power to get the guy healed than to get him saved. Because, uh, the, you, know, the, you know, the Bible says that the, it was, I mean, the greatest demonstration of the power of God was in raising Christ from the dead. And why was Christ raised from the dead? For our justification. So, it took more power, more quantum of power in that sense, right? To raise Christ from the dead than it would take to heal a paralyzed man. Amen. So, 
the power to heal is actually smaller. You know, God is just trying to work on our minds in that sense. You understand? It's actually less in terms of the energy, spiritual energy to take to heal a person than to get a person saved. You know, because salvation happens internally, we usually don't appreciate the fact that it actually takes more power to get a man saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That actually takes more power. So that if he can save, then he can heal. Glory to God. And if he's not discriminatory, God can never say, oh, this man. No, I don't want this man. He's not qualified to, to, to be saved. <laughs> Did you see that? God can't say about any man. He said, he said, even though your sins are red as crimson, said they shall be what? As white as snow. Glory to God. Whoever comes to him, he will do what? He will save. He is able to save unto what? The uttermost. Them, to, them that come to God by him. So, if he's not discriminatory in salvation, he will definitely not be discriminatory in healing. It takes the power of God to save. It takes the power of God to heal. It means that God won't say, oh, well, you know, because of such and such and such, I am not going to heal you. No. Matthew chapter 8, he demonstrated it. That leper came to meet him. He said, if you will, right? What will happen? He said, you can heal me. That is, if you really want to. Jesus said, I will. And that was an eternal statement. He never changed it at any time. When he went to Matthew's, sorry, not Matthew, Peter's uh, home, I met Peter's mother-in-law, healed and healed her of fever. He healed her of what? Fever. What is, the what is fever? Fever is when you have high temperature. Is that it? Fever is different from malaria, isn't it? Malaria is a type of fever. Or is it a type of fever? Or it's... Fever is a symptom of, uh-huh, let me ask very well, you know, because we are on international news. I've been international, <laughs> Facebook, whatever, you know. So, so it's a sim this, so we, we are not told that the woman had malaria. We are told that she, she had fever, that probably maybe she could have taken uh, paracetamol or, or their herbs of those days for. But Jesus didn't say, well, this one is a small thing. You know, your own might just be, you just developed Qatar this morning. He's not discriminatory. Say, Let me allow those who have more serious issues. No. Glory to God. And also in, in the evening, say many people came to him. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, 17. They came to him to be healed. People, you know, and he had all kinds of people that had demonic oppressions, demonic problems. I hope you still know that demons are real. Glory to God. And demonic issues are still real. They are still in existence here now. Praise God. But the power of God deals with them. Are you listening to me? The power of God what? can still deal with them. So, he's, so these three guys, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, the centurion, uh, and uh, Jairus, the three of them uh, knew that God's power does not discriminate. It is for everyone who believes, no matter the condition. Number four, and this is very important as we prepare to, to, to minister Glory to God. The three of them, the three recipients were the ones that determined how they would receive healing. 
the three recipients were the ones that determined how they will receive healing. Let's start with the Jairus. The Jairus said to Jesus, and you know, God is so, you know, studying, looking at the three of them, you know, it's God, it just shows God is merciful. And God is ready to bend to any length, to, you know, bend in any direction, just to get people healed. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus is not, he's, he's, as our high priest, he's touched by the feelings of our, what? our infirmities. Praise God. Praise God. I mean, someone who is in serious pain. Have you been in very serious pain before? Very serious, very severe pain. Hallelujah. At that time, that's no way. You don't even feel like listening to a one-hour sermon. Praise God. You are not ready to listen to the exigencies of, uh, of, <laughs> of Zoteria, according to Brother Wally. You know, at that time, man, just, I, 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 please, I need this pain to leave. Glory to God. And God will be ready to go overboard. In fact, all those that Jesus healed while he was on earth, before he, his death, none of them was a Christian. And yet he did what? He healed all of them. In fact, one that even cried, uh, do you believe? I believe. Help my own belief. <laughs> you know that one? That one, not believe. <laughs> yes. Jesus still did what? Still healed him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. While you and I, we are still debating, eh, they, I don't know why they are asking them to bring water to church, to, to drink water. The person has already received his healing. You, you are still quoting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said, run around. Why should we be running around? Does he mix run around and you'll be healed? Okay, we'll sit down then. Praise God. Why you are still calculating and trying to... How does this work? The person has run around and the person has received healing. And Praise the Lord. The person is a user. He's not a manufacturer. We are trying to do some things on this thing. I, I told my friend, I said, me, all those your jargons, me, I don't understand and I don't want to. I am a user. You are the technical person. Hallelujah. John chapter 9. They asked that blind man that Jesus healed. He tell us, how do you, who is, me, I don't know. <laughs> he said, hey, is that person really of God? When me, you are the one that me. Uh, once I was blind, and now I, I am here. I can see. <laughs> Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God! So, which which one is more important? I can see. Jairus said. Come to my house, lay your hands on my daughter, and she would be, she would leave because the girl was dying. So for that woman, for, for Jairus, he, he, his faith was Jesus, lay your hands. Jesus, lay your hands. He was so sure that if he can just get Jesus to lay his hands, Shikena, his daughter would leave. Then this other woman, 
Praise God. So much to learn from that woman with the issue of blood. This, this other woman, the Bible said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. That tells us something about the power of God. The person who is the carrier of the power of God does not even need to know about a case before the recipient taps into that power. Jesus didn't know now. If he knew, he wouldn't have said, eh, who touched me? <laughs> Jesus didn't even know. Jesus was just he was going to Jairus' house. And this woman, right, determined that he, this is the way I'm going to do it. Jesus does not need to know my case. He does not need to know my name. He does not even need to see my face. That's why even if you are over the air, I mean, if you are watching online, you can still receive your healing. Glory to God. Glory to God. There is no distance. Jesus did not know. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be whole. Glory to God. And that was how she received hers. Then the centurion. That one said, no, see, Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to come to his house. Jesus said, well, he now sent his friend. He said, tell Jesus, don't bother coming. Praise God. He said, because I'm not worthy. Right? For you to come under my roof. That was honor. Some people thought, that's unbelief. No. Jesus said, I've not seen such a great faith. He honored the anointing. If you don't honor the power of God, right, it won't flow in your direction. Praise God. So, he said, he said, he said, so just, just speak the word only and I know my servant is going to be well. So, I don't need you to come and lay hands. I don't need your physical presence there. All I need. He said, you know, one, and you know, Every of those, uh, every of those um, uh, means of receiving healing was based on their understanding. So this man had an understanding. He said, I, because I'm a man under authority, and I say to one, go, and he goes. And I say to my other servant, do this, and he does it. So he knew that the power was in the words of Jesus. So that teaches us another thing, that the power of God is primarily transmitted through words. The power of God is primarily transmitted what? Through words. Glory to God. So when, when words are spoken, get ready to catch it. Get ready to catch it. When words are spoken, today, Get ready to... So, one says, well, how am I sure that word is powerful? The only means by which I'm sure it is powerful is because uh, God said I should speak it. And if he says I should speak it, then that means that there's power in it. That's the way he transmits power. Hallelujah. What's the science behind it? Leave the science alone. What is more important? Is it the science or you receiving your healing? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So God's power, this guy's determined. It was not Jesus that determined the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. It wasn't Jesus. The woman, Jesus did not know. Jesus did not know. Jesus did not know. Jesus did not know. Jesus, let me say it again. Jesus did not know. Glory to God. Jesus did not know. He didn't know. He said, who touched me? He said, he just knew that power had left him. And take note, nobody prayed and said, Lord, return virtue to him because he has. 
praise the Lord because virtue has left him. Please stop praying such prayers for men of God. Uh, Lord, fill him back with virtue because virtue has... <laughs> no, it's not scripture. It's not a scriptural prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, so he, he knew that power had left him. And the woman now came and Jesus was oblivious of the case. He says, eh, you know, those, if, if only I can, get some, I can get them to call my case. Your case doesn't need to be called. Your case does not need to be called. Glory to God. Your case does not need to be called. In fact, uh, no, I, I, the, I or the preacher may not, when we may not need to even call, you know, operate in word of knowledge or word of the gifts of the spirit for, for healings to take place. Amen. Speak the word only, and thy servant will be healed. Why will I lay hands? We will lay hands because the head of the church said we should do what? We should lay hands. Praise the Lord. Okay, lastly, God's power flows from, we learn from these three cases, God's power flows in the direction of faith. God's power flows and is retained in the direction of faith. God's power flows in the direction of faith. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible tells us that when Jesus asks, who touched me? The disciples say, ah, master. Master. Master, who touched me? In a crowd. Imagine you see some of those, uh, uh, when uh, one of those presidential candidates, Peter Obi, went to one, one of those states, one of the IDPs, if those of you that saw the video, uh, one of the IDPs of these uh, flood victims, you saw the way they were thronging him. You know, people were, you know, wanting to touch him and things like that. You know, people were trying to hug him and things like that. You know, so imagine Jesus in such a scenario. Jesus now asks, who touched me? <laughs> what would you have taught? <laughs> so, you know, so put yourself in the disciples. For before, you, before you criticize the disciples, you know, put yourself in their shoes. <laughs> How can you ask such a question? <laughs> who touched me? So, so, and that was the case, you know. So, so Jesus, Jesus said, who touched me? He said, you see the multitude thronging you. There's no way. Those that wanted to take selfie with you would have touched you. you know? Those that would not I mean, just touch you so that, that their hand, they may not wash it for them. And just say, ah, I touched Jesus. <laughs> so what can you say who touched you? He said, no, somebody touched me. Hallelujah. Somebody touched me. It was a touch of faith. It was not selfie touch. Praise the Lord. It was not picture taking touch. This one is a touch with a difference. Said it was a touch of faith. It was the faith of that woman that touched it. The hand just acted it out. Hey, listen to me. The hand just acted it out. Glory to God. Glory to God. Some just say, I know when, when, when once hands are laid on me, I, I know I'm going to be old. <laughs> Glory to God. If you came to church today and you were he's sick in your body, and you just said, I know once pastor starts to preach the word of God like this. Bible says that Jesus Christ was teaching, you know, somewhere, someday, and in John Luke, Luke 5, 17, and the power of God was present to heal them. The power of God was present to heal now, the Bible didn't tell us that Jesus was even teaching about healing. Jesus was just touching the word, teaching about the word of God. He was just teaching the word. And the Bible said the power of God is... So, which means that the power of God does not depend on the kind of message that is preached. 
Because it's the receiver. Once I get it, no even if it is, even if it is uh, hell they are preaching about. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once I'm under the atmosphere of God's word, if I can get to church, and come under the, the and come under the, the message as the message is going, I know I'm going to receive the power. I mean, uh, my healing. I'm going to receive the power of God. I really love the illustration Pastor Tosin, the example Pastor Tosin shared last week. He said when 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 people come to be prayed for, hands will be laid on them. You know, they come like this, and then they live like this. Praise God. Praise God. Bible says, as those lepers went after the encounter with Jesus, said they were healed. So if you believe it, you, you, you go back with excitement in your heart. Don't do it the way some of those old, old people take communion. No. Hallelujah. Joy is a demonstration of your faith, isn't it? Hallelujah. And faith believes it has received before the manifestation. So you demonstrate it. Hallelujah. Don't just go and sit down on your, on your seat and just be looking. No, engage your faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the power of God flows what? I tell you the power of God is flowing even as I'm teaching here right now. The power of God is flowing. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know that the Bible says that the woman with the issue of blood was the one that said Jesus didn't say anything before she was healed. The Bible says after, after she taught Jesus, she immediately she felt in her body. Said that's flow of blood, it seized. She felt it in her body. She was the one that kept saying, if I might touch the hem of his garments. So what if you were sick today and you want to, what have you been saying from home? What are you saying now? Hallelujah. Don't wait for Jesus to say. Don't wait for Jesus to say. Amen. Glory to God. And that's to minister him because every one of us, we have been called to the ministry of reconciliation. And part of the ministry of reconciliation, he says, go and preach, go and, and heal the sick. Glory to God. Glory to God. I know the power of God is here. I know the power of God is here to heal. Glory to God. We don't have to do so much abracadabra and do sensational things before we know that the power of God is here. The power of God, as I'm teaching God's word, the power of God is here. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says that God's word is what? It's medicine. God's word is medicine. God's word is medicine. Whatever, as long as it is the word of God, it is what? It is medicine. He didn't say, my, he said, my son attended to water, to my word, let me incline thy ear to my sayings. Right? He didn't discriminate. He didn't say the ones that we should listen to specifically. Of course, if you need healing, fill yourself with, 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 with healing. Yeah, messages about healing. And, but it's not only messages about healing. It can be any message. Praise God. Every word of God is full of power. Isn't it? Every word of God is full of power. Every word in the... I mean, the word of God is full of power. Anywhere you open to in scriptures, meditate on God's word. He said, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you meditate therein, therein, day and night. Observe to do according to all that is written therein. You make your way prosperous and then you have good success. Hallelujah. Top John verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. Who was he talking to? He was talking to a beloved was talking to a child of God. Hallelujah. Are you a child of God here? Healing belongs to you. It means that the word wish there is the word pray. He said, I pray so we can pray for people's health. 
we can pray for people to be in sound health. Do you pray for the sound health of your family? Glory to God. They don't have to be sick before you pray. He said, Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you hold the hand of the person next to you? Pray for that person. Let's pray for that person. Father, I pray for sound health. Yeah. He said, I pray. Pray for sound health. We are all wearing fine clothes. We don't know what is under the clothes. Father, I pray. He said, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister. Oh, Bradasht, Bradasht, Sumbradabai. Thank you, Lord. 